0: Fellas. Fellas, how's it going? Welcome in. How's everybody doing? My name is Austin Abbott. This is Fade Consensus Podcast. Fellas. So today's podcast is going to be like a typical episode what we've been doing, breaking down a few players. That's what we've been doing literally every single day. When I release episodes at 5 a.m., man, you guys have like four or five players that I have just fully dove into and completely broke down and given you guys a very good analysis on what they should do this season. On a side note, we have a dynasty startup superflex league in two weeks, man. And we were supposed to determine the draft order um, probably later this week. We're going to have a pizza eating competition. So we were all all 10 of the guys. We're going to have a, their own individual pie. And, you know, the first person to finish the full pie has first dibs on where they want to draft. So they could have chose first overall. They could have chosen 10th overall. But it looks like that's falling through. Some of the guys don't want to do it. I'm kind of bummed, man. Like, that was going to be some really good content. I was going to record it, put some, put some clips on Twitter. Dude, that was going to be a lot of fun. But fellas, if you have a really good way to decide the draft order for this dynasty startup that I'm doing in two weeks, fellas, shoot me a DM on Twitter at Austin I read every single one of your DMs. So do me a favor. Keep shooting me DMs and let me know how you want me to decide this draft order. The first player we're talking about today, and his ADP is so unbelievably inaccurate. First player, Antonio Brown. So if you pull up playerprofiler.com, you go look at Underdog's ADP, they have Antonio Brown listed as 78 overall. That means that you can get 33-year-old Antonio Brown basically at the very end of the 7th or early 8th round. And look, I get it. Antonio Brown's not that guy that he used to be, right? But but he's still extremely talented. He still paired up with Tom Brady, who threw 40 touchdowns last season. And Antonio Brown, he played half the season last year and managed to come away with 45 receptions, just under 500 yards, and four touchdowns. If you multiply that by two, right, that would be 16 games. It would be a full season. He would have walked away with 90 receptions, just under 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns. And you can get that caliber, that type of a player, in the eighth round that's a steal fellas that should not happen and what happens when Mike Evans gets double-covered because he's six foot four or six foot five standing in the end zone what happens when Chris Godwin gets double-covered who's gonna be open Antonio Brown who's gonna eat all season Antonio Brown who was on pace to be wide receiver 19 had he played a full season Antonio Brown you're telling me you can get the wide receiver 19 in the eighth round prior to Antonio Brown's fiasco on and off the field prior to this The previous six years, he had been wide receiver five or better. 2013, he was wide receiver two. 2014, wide receiver one. 2015, wide receiver one. 2016, wide receiver one. 2017, wide receiver two. 2018, wide receiver five. So do me a favor. Miss me with, oh, Austin, that's a small sample size, eight games. It can't be done again. Miss me with that. Antonio Brown is going to walk into the Hall of Fame. He has done it all. He has the stats. He's got the money. He's got the on and off the field issues. Antonio Brown's got all the baggage. He wants all the smoke this year. Antonio Brown is going to be money. He's an incredible value at at his current ADP. We're past those M- Mr. Big Chest days. We're past the uh, Instagram Live every day with the cops in his front yard. Even though I low key do miss the entertainment, even though he was a terrible person for like a hot six months, but like he was entertaining. You can't lie. Wait, dude, when he pulled up, uh, when he was on Instagram Live and called out Julio Jones. Oh my God, that was that was good. That was that was some. Good No, man, but business is booming, as A.B. would say. We are past those days. No, in all seriousness, like, A.B. is super grateful, and and he is in a better place mentally, and he seems genuinely happy to be in Tampa Bay. And if you look at all ADPs, man, like, most people have, consensus has Antonio Brown right around, like, wide receiver 38, 40, 36, like, like, that range. And I have Antonio Brown all the way at wide receiver 27 in my rankings. I'm super, super high on him this year. I'm super bullish. If there's one thing you need to know about Antonio Brown, he was on the field for 11 games last year, including the playoffs. The targets over that span, 11 games, Chris Godwin had 78. Mike Evans had 77. Antonio Brown had 76. You ready for their ADPs? Mike Evans is currently going as wide receiver 14. Chris Godwin is wide receiver 19. Antonio Brown is wide receiver 42. And just a reminder, Antonio Brown is initially going to face the opposing team's worst cornerback on a weekly basis. Tom Brady and Antonio Brown low key had a little bit of chemistry in the one game they played over New England, right? He caught a touchdown pass, comes to Tampa and he balls out for half the season, balls out in the playoffs. Dude, Antonio Brown still has it. Like like he's never been gone, man. Every time he steps on the field, he produces. Antonio Brown is still the truth. He's still a very good player. Business is going to be booming for Antonio Brown this year. And you know who else business is going to be booming for? He goes by the name of TJ Hawkinson over in Detroit. I have TJ Hawkinson as the fourth tight end in my redraft rankings. I'm sorry I have not released them yet. I am working so hard on them. It is so difficult. Like it, it is so difficult, man. I, I just feel like I'm throwing darts after after like a certain range. It it doesn't matter how much research or how much knowledge you have, it literally doesn't matter. It is so difficult. It is so close. Like you're splitting hairs once you get to a certain tier of players. Six foot five. 250 pound 24 year old TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift are going to be the alphas on the Detroit Lions this year for fantasy purposes. They're going to be the only two relevant fantasy players on this roster. Do me a favor, start waving goodbye to Amon Ross St. Brown, wave goodbye to Tyrell Williams, wave goodbye to whoever else is on the roster because they are not going to be relevant for fantasy purposes. Let me remind you guys how great of a prospect TJ Hawkinson was. He was the 8th overall pick out of Iowa for a reason. His 40-yard dash time, he ran a 4-7, 74th percentile, very good. Speed score, 77th percentile, even better. His burst score, 90th percentile, even better. His agility score, 88th percentile. And his catch radius, the best of all, 92 percentile. When you put together elite college production plus elite workout metrics, the result is high draft cap. There's a reason TJ Hawkinson went 8th overall, right? He was an incredible prospect, and here we are. He is an incredible NFL player. His current ADP is 62, so you can get him in the 7th round, and, and I'm okay with taking him in the in the early 7th, right? Because you're still getting a top 4 tight end, top 5 tight end in the league. I think the thing that I love most about him is that Kenny Galladay is out of town and Marvin Jones Jr. is out of town, man, because because he's just going to get force-fed. Like He's literally the biggest man on the field. He's the, he's the biggest pass catcher on the field, the biggest target. And Jared Goff has no one else to throw to, literally nobody else to throw to. So that is why I'm all for TJ Hawkinson this year, man. He, he's going to get all the targets, all the volume, and he, he's just going to have a crazy high snap percentage. He's a good blocker. He's just an all-around great player. Let's be negative for a hot sec, TJ Hawkinson sucked as a rookie, he was tight end 31, but guess what, next year he literally took, not not only did he take the leap forward, he took a massive leap forward, he went from tight end 31 to tight end 5. Like Hawk only had 6 touchdowns last year, he can very easily match that number or, or smash it, right? That is well within the realm of outcomes for TJ Hawkinson this season. And, like, I firmly expect his target share to be really high, right? You know, he only had 101 targets last season. You figure Jared Goff will throw the ball well over 600 times this year. And he only had 101 targets last year and was able to still be tight end 5. Fellas, TJ Hawkinson is going to be even better than his ADP. And, like, we're really just hitting on redraft right now. If you want to take Kyle Pitts before TJ Hawkinson, go for it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson later. His ADP is later. I think he's going to be not only a better value, but he's just going to finish higher than him too. TJ Hawkinson is, is currently today still a better fantasy player than Kyle Pitts. And yes, I get it. Kyle Pitts has never stepped on an NFL p- field. He's never played a game. I get it. But there are people who are taking Kyle Pitts over TJ Hawkinson. There are a lot of people out there doing it. And and I, I, not even a lot, dude. There's consensus. The majority of people. His ADP is is higher than TJ Hawkinson. And, and I just don't agree with it, man. If I'm doing a Dynasty startup, that's a different story, man. You're looking at TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts. Dude, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'd rather just close my eyes and throw a dart, and whoever it lands on, that's who I'm taking, because I have them so close to one another in Dynasty. Redraft, TJ Hawkinson. Don't second-guess yourself. It's TJ Hawkinson. Let's have fun with this one. I want to talk about Jamar Chase now, third player we're talking about today. Dude, don't read the reports. Jamar Chase, impressive separation. Jamar Chase... Can't get enough separation. Jamar Chase uh, fighting the rookie learning curve. Dude, get out of here, man. Stop reading all these stupid reports. There were reports last year that Ole B.C. what whatever his name was, whoever that Vikings wide receiver, you know who I'm talking about, B.C. Johnson, he was the number two, the clear number two over Justin Jefferson. Dude, stop reading these reports. Stop buying into the hype. Get off Twitter. Stop reading these stupid little narratives that everyone just wants clicks for. Everyone wants a little bit of clout. Stop it. Do me a favor. Go study a player. Go watch film on them. Go do your own research and then form your own opinion. Jamar Chase is a stud. Jamar Chase is an alpha. He's going to be so good from day one on. I'm so high on Jamar Chase. He was the 102 in our dynasty rookie draft this year, and the only player that went before him was Najee Harris, and like, I'm okay with that. It, it, whichever order you want, man, those those were 1A and 1B. I just personally felt like there was a big tier gap after those two players. Like, If you wanted to take Pitts or or Devonta Smith or whoever after that, I get it, but, but there was a large tier gap between Jamar Chase and Najee Harris and, and the rest of the rookies, that is. Jamar Chase's current underdog ADP is 44 overall, right? His height, 6 foot, 201 pounds. Fifth overall pick, just to give you an idea of how good this kid is. 21 years old, out of LSU. His workout metrics, again, like like I made this yesterday on the pod. I was talking about how Saquon Barkley, all of his attributes are just yanked up, right? All of his workout metrics were just not realistic. It was like he was a Madden player. Same thing with Jamar Chase, man. Listen, Listen to his workout metrics. His worst metric is his agility score 82nd percentile, his speed score 86th percentile, his burst score 97th percentile, catch radius 94th percentile, and then his 40-yard dash, he ran a 4.34, dude. That was good enough for 95th percentile. But wait, it gets even better. He gets paired up with his old teammate Joe Burrow, who he was just outrageous with at LSU. Jamar Chase literally averaged over 21 yards per reception in college. His player comp is OBJ. And, fellas, when I was talking about watching film earlier, do me a favor. Go watch some Jamar Chase highlights, man. Just watch some of his film. That is how fluid, that's how a receiver should look. That is how the game should be played. The kid has it all. Oh, but Austin, he he sat out last year. Look, I get it. I get it. So did a lot of players. But but in 2019, the, the year before with Joe Burrow, he had 84 receptions, 1,800 yards, and 20 touchdowns. I mean, come on, man. And he's going up against the best cornerbacks, the literally the best defenses in all of college football. Bottom line is, Jamar Chase is going to be great right out of the gate, week one on. I expect the kid, to, I expect him to to just have his own role carved out very early. Um, I don't think he's going to be phenomenal for fantasy purposes right out of the gate. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be serviceable week to week. He'll have probably a similar rookie type season that like Ceedee Lamb had last year. Um, but I do have T. Higgins ranked higher in my rankings. I have the Bengals wide receivers ranked: T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase should be fine for fantasy this year. He should he should be serviceable, but he is a can't miss dynasty type of asset. That is how high I am on this kid. The last player we're breaking down today is Travis Etienne, Jacksonville Jaguars' new running back. His current ADP is 55 overall. Travis Etienne is 5'10", 215 pounds, great measurables. He went 25th overall, good draft cap, out of Clemson, 22 and a half years old, fellas. There's a lot I like about Travis Etienne. His 40-yard dash is one of them. He ran a four-four-five at his pro day, 78th percentile, pretty darn good. His speed score, 80th percentile. His burst score, 63rd percentile. Not the best, but still above average. We can confidently say that Travis Etienne has good speed, has good size, has draft cap. Does he have a good landing spot, though? Look, I love that he's paired up with Trevor Lawrence, his former teammate. I love it. It's awesome that those two are going to play together in the NFL, but... But you got to remember, fellas, that UDFA last season, by the name of James Robinson, who was a nobody a year ago, James Robinson finished as RB7 as a rookie, 1,070 rushing yards, caught more passes than any rookie running back. James Robinson was money from start to finish last year. He was a league winner. That's what James Robinson was. I mean, James Robinson had, like, the greatest undrafted free agent rookie season of all time man do you think that's gonna magically go away in one year do do you do you really think that's just gonna completely disappear like everything that he did last year is just gonna vanish in a perfect world absolutely but this world isn't perfect man that's not that's it's just not gonna happen like like i want to like etn so much this year but but i just can't get on board with it man i have him as rb25 in my ranking so he's not even an rb2 i have him as the first rb3 and and it feels right, right. It feels like that's going to be very accurate. I do have J- Travis Etienne finishing better than uh, James Robinson on this season, and 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 that really stems from just volume, total volume. Travis Etienne should get more more work. He should be in on a lot of third downs, catching a lot more passes, and he may not have him beat in rushing yards, but but in in total snap percentage, absolutely, Travis Etienne will lead lead the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield. I'm seeing that uh, Travis Etienne actually has a player comp, a DeAndre Swift, so I'm getting super high on him all of a sudden because you guys know I love DeAndre Swift. No, I'm, I'm just playing, but, but uh, dude, dude, come on. DeAndre Swift's going to be so good this year. Fellas, you're going you're to be alarmed when you see where, where I have DeAndre Swift in my rankings. Really quick, I want to remind you guys how good Travis Etienne was in college in 2018 at Clemson when he was a sophomore in 15 games at the age of 20 years old. In 15 games, he had over 1,700 yards and 26 total touchdowns. The next season in 2019, he also played 15 games. He had over 2,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. Everybody wanted him to declare, we wish he would have played, he, we wish he would have walked in the NFL, but instead he decided to play his senior year. He played 12 games, and he had over 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Dude, he was money, his sophomore, junior, and his senior season. He, He was so good. His target share went up so much his final year as well. Again, great college production, great measurables. He was a great prospect, which is why he was drafted very early. Good draft cap, 25th overall. And here we are, fellas. He lands with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the only thing that we want now is just good volume. I love the player, but James Robinson is not going anywhere for three more seasons. Fellas, you make your own decision on G- on Travis Etienne this year. I'm probably going to stay away at his current ADP. If anything, I recommend maybe buying him after like week five, week six, week seven, when the volume hasn't been there. He's been disappointing. GMs are getting a little flustered, frustrated, and they're like, hey... Let me see, let me salvage, let me get some value still for for Travis Etienne because he's not doing quite just what I wanted him to. So go buy him cheap mid-season, and maybe they do give him more volume. They utilize Travis Etienne more from Weeks 8 on. I think that's going to be my personal strategy with Travis Etienne this year. Uh, Fellas, that's about it, man. It's a wrap. We're getting out of here. You are listening to Fade Consensus Podcast. This is Austin Abbott. I love y'all. I'm getting out of here. I got to get to bed, man. I drop episodes every single day, 5 a.m. Every day, fellas. Literally not missing a single day. If you want some more bad content, go check out my Twitter at Austin Abbott FF. Again, fellas, we make content every day. We drop episodes every day. I love y'all. Getting out of here. Peace.